Looking to take your career or small business to the next level? Well, you've come to the right place. This is the Melissa Washington Show with your host, Melissa Washington. Hey, podcast listeners, this is Melissa Washington here, and today I have a very special guest. It's Matt Butler, and he is currently active duty. He is with um, the Air Force. He's a lieutenant colonel in the Air Force, and actually he's also an inventor of a product that we're going to talk about, and not only just about the product, but the, the process of invention and also, too, how he's giving back and sharing with others um, how how to go through this whole process of invention. And actually, for those listening that um, have done moves, actually, Matt is literally within this last week has just moved um, from Virginia Beach to Robinson, Robbins, Georgia. So, Matt, thank you so much for taking the time to be on my podcast. Thanks, Melissa. I appreciate it. It's uh, uh, quite, a, quite a pleasure to, uh, to be on your podcast. I really appreciate it. Very good. So you've you've packed up. You've got the family move, new 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 duty station. So so tell so tell us, you know, and everybody's you know are always intrigued. So what what do you do in the Air Force? So I just left what's called a staff tour, where I worked at higher headquarters in regards to acquisition of a future Air Force programs and aircraft. Very and recently, I just as you said. I've um, PCS or permanent change of station for those non-military to Robbins Air Force Base, and I'm going to get requalified on a uh, aircraft called Joint Stars. It's a big 707 aircraft, and uh, as we're chatting right now, we are so empty in our household. I'm actually leaning up against a uh, blow-up mattress right now. We, we literally <laughs> have nothing in here. I packed up my Chevy Tahoe and put everything in there, and uh, that's kind of where we're at. We've got the movers coming tomorrow, so I'm, I'm looking oh, forward fun. to that. I always, you know, being a military and a military wife, I always loved the movers because they unpacked and they took all the, the paper and the boxes with them. So that's that is the best plus. part, yeah. They had called <laughs> earlier and, and said, would you like a um, part move, three-quarters move, or full move? Oh, no, sorry, pack, uh, full pack, unpack. And I thought, you know, whatever the the whole deal, you know, I don't want boxes and paper around here, so let's let's do the full unpacking. Absolutely. Now, how many years are you going? How many years do you have in, and how many years are you going to do? What's 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 your plan? Uh, I've been in 17 plus years, and I will definitely stay in 20 plus. I think to I'm not really sure how long I'm going to stay in. I'll probably stay in. As long as I can, uh, without really conflicting with my wife also has a job as well, and her career is progressing quite well. And so that's always a difficulty is having two career-focused individuals in one household because sometimes one has to give or you try and balance it out. So I'm not really sure how long. but Good. Well, so you've, you've been on deployments over to Iraq and Afghanistan. I, I have, yeah, I think eight, eight deployments or, or so, yes, wow. quite a few. Well, good. Well, so thank you for your service and all that you do in the Air Force. And always, too, you know, what would you, you know, if there is, maybe there's um, a young adult that's listening and contemplating on joining the military, what, I mean, what would be something that you would share or just even share about your 
you know, positive experiences as far as joining the military? Well, I joined the military out of college. The ROTC program had approached me and talked to me about a scholarship. And they actually paid for my undergraduate school, and they actually paid for three-quarters of a master's degree and then 100% of a second master's degree. So in regards to education, they've, I mean, they've, they've done it all for me. I mean, I am, you know, fairly educated through them, and uh, that has been uh, an incredible benefit. And when I get out, there's the GI Bill also available to myself, and uh, I can also divide that and uh, to my wife as well. So there's wonderful education programs for the military. That's, that's yeah. one major benefit to me. So when you went to college, was your intent to join the military? Originally, I, I did not plan on it. Uh, freshman year was when I was approached right before I started. Nobody in my family has been in the military. I grew up in the Midwest and Minnesota and there really aren't too many Air Force bases around there. And so I wasn't really familiar with that, uh, with those jobs. But uh, once they told me a little bit more about it, another thing that had intrigued me was the traveling. And I really enjoyed traveling to different countries and different states. My mom was a, a flight attendant for a while and got a couple of buddy passes and, uh, <laughs> One tour I had was I actually lived in Italy for three years, and that was a wonderful opportunity. Oh, wow. So we're going to shift into you being an inventor and, you know, starting a business. So do you think that your education has played a part in your business today? I think it's 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 played a a pretty big role. My formal education I have an undergrad in physics, and then the other two masters are computer-related. Um, so I don't have a foundation education of business, but I've always had a knack for it. Um, my parents, my mom, after being a um, flight attendant, went into real estate, and my dad was also in real estate. So I was somewhat surrounded by by business, and I I, I enjoyed that part, and so I did a lot of reading, so self-education on business, and that's what kind of drove me towards uh, the company that I started. So with that, just even to start leading more into the company, so did you ever think you would invent something or become a business owner? No, that, I had a feeling I'd be a business owner of, of some sort. I always had a entrepreneurial spirit in regards to little things that I did as a as a kid of um, always wanting to sell things anywhere from you know golf balls we lived by a golf course and people would have uh, uh, stray balls and would go over the fence or I would do car washes or anything like that um, uh, baseball card trading when that was big and I would always try and you know negotiate uh, a better trade and uh, I always kind of felt I had a uh, a knack for that part. Well, let's get into it because I'm sure our listeners are probably like, okay, what did this guy invent? So, <laughs> so right? So, so tell me how all this started because, you know, everything starts from somewhere, right? Whether it's your uh, garage or your kitchen table or your desk or you're just doodling something. So, so tell me how 
this product, which we'll talk about, how did how did this start before it actually got um, patented and everything? Sure, sure, not a problem. Um, I'm sure your listeners are going, well, what what the heck did he <laughs> he uh, invent here? But um, to to continue on on uh, your previous question is, I'm the type of guy that's always looking at things on how it can be improved or how you can better something. So I, I actually have what's called an inventor's notebook, which is just a plain notebook, and I'm always writing ideas down in it. Uh, all sorts of different things. couple ideas I've actually seen come to fruition years later, and I, I, don't, I never knew if it was something that was already in production, but you just look at something. And, you know, some people just have that, that knack to just, you know, a new handle, a new button. It could be all sorts of different things, twisting two things together. Um, which is kind of, which essentially is what I did. So I grew up in, like I said, in the Midwest, and there's something that is real popular there uh, are lawn games. I feel yard games are, are pretty big, especially because people want to get outside because they've been cooped up uh, in the winter, you know, for the winter. And so everyone's wanting to go outside and play horseshoes and, and bocce ball and uh, cornhole and bag toss and things like that. So I took a page from my book, my inventor's notebook, and I developed an outdoor game. And the outdoor game is called Rollers. And it can, it's basically a cross between bocce ball and horseshoes. So for your listeners, there's, there's two goals and there are discs. So if you can imagine oversized hockey puck discs and you are rolling these, towards the goal, which is kind of like bocce ball and like horseshoes. And there's numbers on the discs that are associated with a, a scoring structure, a point structure. The closest to the, the goal gets awarded the points that's on the disc. And if somebody's listening to this podcast and you want to see a little bit better visualization, the website is rollers.com, R-O-L-L-O-R-S.com. We put a video on there. Because one of the things that we've seen with the game is, is the education process. So that, we put a video on there, kind of helps uh, visualize how to play the game. And so that's, that's the product that I invented. Um, and uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun so far. It's been, it's been, I've been out for probably about uh, four or five years right now. So with the product, so in your um, inventor's your notebook that you have, was that the mm-hmm. first sketch or did you go through many different configurations of that or how, how did that start actually it's 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 we have actually you and i have a, a similar story when we talked about around 2009 um you had reinvented yourself and i had somewhat reinvented myself in regards to i'm, I'm still in the military but i'm inventing myself in regards to i invented a product and i did that because at the time I was in a location that was hit pretty hard by the recession. I was in Florida. And I knew some fellow veteran woodworkers that were out of business because the housing was was demolished in, in Florida and a lot of people were out of work. Um, I was talking one day with, with one of them that was a, a longtime friend and uh, I had this idea and I said, do you, could I pay to develop a prototype for me of something I have in my mind? And it was made out of wood. 
And so that's kind of what drove me towards that page in my inventor's book was the product is made out of all wood. And I was talking to a woodworker, and I wanted to see if what we could do with that. Um, I'll fast forward a little bit. But I had brought the product after we made a prototype to a, a barbecue. And somebody had liked the game so much they wanted to buy it from me. And that's, that's what kind of started things. Uh, Did they want to the buy game. the actual game or, like, the rights to the game? Did they want to buy They wanted to actually buy the game. They said, man, this huh. is a lot of fun. I brought it over there just to say, uh, you can imagine, I just bought the game and said, this is something I, I developed, I invented, you know, let's give it a try here. And people are looking at me at first like, who, who's this guy, this character you brought with, and he's inventing games and bringing it with here. And But after playing, people really enjoyed it. And that's where, you know, the the value of the game is, is entertainment and, and fun. And somebody felt that value by playing it, and they wanted to buy it. And so I thought, well, sure, I'll sell it to you. But all these questions come up, and I thought, is this person buying it just out of sympathy for me because I invented a game? Who's this, who's this guy? Did they buy it because they really enjoyed the game? So I wasn't really sure. And then I'm thinking, well, what is my price point? You know, I didn't really, I wasn't planning on going to a barbecue and selling a game. And that was kind of my first step. So I ended up selling the game. Uh, and then I talked to the uh, woodworker and said, can we develop, a handful of games here because there is a church craft fair that's coming up here and I'd like to see if I could sell some games. And and that was, I was testing the market to see if this was something that was actually worthwhile. And that's a real critical point for a product. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I'm, I'm glad you said that because you, you know, so many people come up with great ideas that they think are a great idea but if there's no market for it you're not going to sell it so that's you that's like you know starting your business product 101 is making sure that there's a market for it that's awesome right exactly it because imagine if you would if you developed a, you had a, a if i would have had a thousand of them made and nobody really enjoyed them and you know i'd have inventory of all this product here so what was nice in my case is they were handcrafted. They were in the local area, so I could control the supply of it. And, and so I just went with a handful, an initial batch to get initial feedback. And when I went to the church fair, I actually sold all of, sold out of them fairly quickly. Um, and I had them at a higher price point than what I actually have them at right now. And so I was kind of struggling with what is my price point? Where do I want it? But Going back to the church fair was extremely helpful because I'm running into customers and potential customers that are giving me feedback in regards to the game, which is really important for products because your product, your initial prototype, which mine probably changed four, maybe five times, can still change over the duration. It's not like you reach a product and you stop and say it's perfect. There can always be little changes to it. And I actually changed a few little things to it, but for the most part, it was the same product. But people said, you know, I used to love, I play bocce ball all the time or horseshoes or, you know, we like outdoor games. It's fun to get outside. And so I was, I was getting that, that wonderful feedback. And what I did is I had more games made again, even more. And so I doubled my original uh, inventory that I had and kept doing that over and over just in the local area. 
And I really thrived on, on interacting with customers and uh, just people to, to see their reaction to different things and, and just answer questions about, you know, how it's manufactured in regards to what type of wood it is and, you know, kind of the story behind it. That, that was really fun. It so still when, is. I mean, I still do oh, that. Oh, absolutely. So when did you realize I should probably get a patent for this? Or Well, right about the same. I would say right after I, I sold the initial prototype, I looked up patenting because I've always heard about patent infringement and intellectual property and infringement. And so I went to a local patent attorney. I brought in uh, the the second run of games, I took one of those and I brought it in and I said, is there anything that's patentable about this? And I started learning about just patents in general. I didn't know that there is a design patent, a provisional patent, a non-provisional patent, utility patent. There's all these different terms I didn't really understand, so it kind of took me a, a side journey of, of learning about that. And so right now, Rollers has two patents for the, the product. It's, and it was a difficult decision to go forward with because it's a significant cost to patent something. And I didn't recoup that money right away, you know, because so that's really an investment. And I'm very glad that I did it because there have, you know, the, the first person to market um, usually is it's very challenging for them because it's costly to and timely to educate customers on what the product is. And sometimes somebody that comes second to market will come in and do a lot better because the, the customers have already been, people have already been educated on the product. So I, I've, I read too many things in different uh, magazines, Inc. Magazine, uh, all sorts of different business magazines about about things like that. So I always kept that in the back of my mind, and that's why I went down the, the route of uh, patenting the product. And then uh, another thing that I always kept in the back of my mind was um, the story of Coca-Cola and other big businesses. And it has a registered trademark, and people are always wondering, well, well what's the difference between the the TM and the R. And so I originally had the, the TM on there, which is trademark. I was the first one using that, that term. And then I actually uh, registered the name with the United States Patent and Trademark Office, Rollers. So there's, now there's a little R that's indicated uh, next to the logo, which uh, is another thing that I didn't know much about. So it's another another learning process. I know the... Um Part of being a small business owner, right? We wear all the different hats and have to figure all these things out. It's like we can um, send it to a depart our legal department and have them get everything figured out. So tell me a little about too. You know, you've active duty military. Your wife has a career, and she's also helped you too. She helped co-found this. So how does that work with with you with you and your your wife um, and and selling this product? Well, my wife is in sales. She does um, medical sales. She sells robotic surgical equipment. Um, because I'm still active duty, I still deploy fairly frequently. And when I go to my uh, next job and re get requalified and flying, I'll probably have more deployments coming up. So 
she is um, a big part of the business in regards to when I'm deployed. And she's also, when I'm non-deployed, she will always give me feedback that's kind of like, you know, in the military do, you know, a red team in regards to, hey, I have an idea. Can you kind of shoot some holes in it and see if this is the right approach? I'm doing something. So she's always at that other part where I think, well, I'm going to try this idea. And she'd say, well, yeah, yay or nay, you know, it might be a good idea, it might not, or did you think about this? And so that's that's a huge help into being able to bounce ideas off someone. And she's fully entwined into exactly what's going on. So if if you were to email the website, you would probably get one or the other of us emailing you back in regards to and so um, you know, if you were to say, you know, in a month from now, hey, Matt, uh, you know, I wanted to just check in with you, you know, my wife would reply back and say, well, you know, Matt's gone, um, you know, he's not here, but he'll get he'll get back to you when, he's, when he gets back. Or if I have an email already set up at my location where I deploy, then, you know, I can, I can email back. But she's a big, she's a huge part of the company. That's awesome. And again, the website, you mentioned earlier, but it's therollers.com, the R-O-L-L-O-R-S. Uh, dot com with that. So, you know, when I was on your website, I noticed the awesome press coverage. So did you, how did you get that? Because again, for someone that's, you know, a, a small business owner, did you outsource it to a PR firm? Is this something that just caught on and then one, it, one and then it had kind of snowballed to the other? How how did that work? That's, that's, that's a good question. And, and that goes back to the days when I was in Florida and I initially started selling rollers in the, in the local area, I had a, actually I inquired with a local parenting magazine on the cost to advertise in their magazine because I had a little bit of extra income from selling at the uh, gift fairs and churches. And I talked to the editor uh, directly on the phone who, who answered because it's a smaller magazine and I told her a little bit about my story. And she said, I love it, Matt. I would like to do an exclusive story on you, and I can reference the website, And um, you know, but you can't work with any other magazines until this is published. And I thought, great, you know, it's free advertising. I don't even have to pay for anything. And once that came out, I got a bunch of orders from that. And I thought, you know, this, what a wonderful opportunity. I got free advertising. I sold a bunch of games. Let's see if I can do this elsewhere. So I started contacting uh, newspapers. I contacted some uh, local TV. And then I started contacting magazines that were outside of our local area. And people enjoyed the story. People liked the product. And that's kind of how it initially started. And I've been learning the process away, uh, along the way of, of who to contact, by purchasing a list of different editors, you know, I try and evaluate what are the best magazines or, or media uh, that I should contact for the Rollers game. And um, that's that's kind of how, how it started. I've read a lot of books, and I've also I've had a lot of mentoring. So I, I, I shouldn't leave that part out because I didn't learn it all on my own, and that's that's a real big key that I probably haven't mentioned along, you know, my, my story so far is I've run into some some folks that have been wonderful mentors to me, you know, about uh, price point, about packaging, 
about marketing, about a lot of different things. And uh, that is what has brought me to where I am today. I don't know if I could have done this all by myself, even my wife and I. Um, so that that's a key thing for your listeners. Absolutely, definitely. So you've gone from selling this at a church craft fair. You're in Dick's Sporting Goods, correct? Yes, we just started with Dick's Sporting Goods right now, and it's it's been doing very well. And so uh, retailers usually will start off with a small amount, and they put them in different store locations. They don't they don't come out and purchase. 50,000 units right off the bat and throw them in all their stores. So they're doing a test right now, and it's been well-received. It has a, a good sell-through rate. So I can see them uh, that will return into their stores and probably have it in some more stores. And so if it's not in somebody's local area, um, I mean, you can always find it online through Amazon or my website or other retailers, but uh, it, it should be in more dicks coming up here. Nice, nice. So you've, so you've you know, you managing your you know you got your career in the the air force you're a husband you've got you're an inventor but now you've even taken this a step further where you're helping consult other veterans that are looking to have if they have an idea for an invention so tell me about what you're doing with that cuz that's very intriguing well while i was going down trying to get publicity for rollers i had contacted military officer magazine and they did a small profile in there, and that was at the time the largest circulated publication that I was in. I forgot how many tens or hundreds of thousands it goes out to, but I received an enormous amount of uh, emails about people wanting to know more about the product development process and inventing and patenting through that article. And so that made me think, how can I how can I educate people on more of a, a mass scale versus it, it took me about three months to get a hold of everyone. I mean, I finally did. I, I had a canned email that I initially sent out to everyone saying, I've been overwhelmed with all these responses. I promise I'll get back to you. Um, and so on my drive home uh, from work, I would, I would line up a time to, to call everyone. And I, I really got a lot of enjoyment about talking to to folks about their product idea or their service idea. Now, I'm I'm not like like you Melissa know much about service, but you know, there's there's a lot of parallels. So, I helped a lot of uh, people that are oriented towards business 101. They said, you know, what's a sole proprietor versus LLC or how do I do that? And I think there's a lot of people that are out there I'm sure you run across them too. They just need a little bit of positive reinforcement and a little bit of assistance. And, you know, they'll thrive, but they just need somebody else to kind of coach them along the way. And those are the people that I started running into. And um, I I stay in contact with some, and they've uh, started to bring some products to market. Uh, Nothing, nothing too large at this time, but, you know, there's there's some very persistent people out there, and I'm sure they'll, they'll do very well. Absolutely. And you've even won, so in addition to that, you've actually even won awards for this, for rollers. Yes, we've won a few different awards. Our, our uh, one last year was Men's Journal listed rollers as their best gear of the year, wow. which 
was a really interesting story because I didn't even know that it was going to be coming out. And it was about March or April of last year. And one thing you do with when you have products is you're always trying to balance out your supply and demand. You know, you don't want to have too much inventory because then there's a cost to store it. And um, I thought I had a nice balance of inventory. And then when that came out, that magazine is distributed out to over 700,000 people. They blew my sales out of the water. And I, I, I didn't have any product left. And I was, I was, you know, people look at you and they say, well, that's, that's great, Matt. And I, I, it is great. It's completely wonderful. But I was so stressed out because I didn't have any product. And people were emailing me going, hey, guy, you know, you only have one product. Don't you know the supply and demand? And you can't keep, you know, your inventory in. And I thought, oh, my gosh. I was, I was trying to reply back. And, you know, there's, I, I didn't really have the right justification. There's nothing I could really say. I just I didn't have any more product. And so I rushed to get as much product as I as I could back in. Um, so that was a little side tangent story from the, the men's journal. Um, but yeah, it's, it's one, uh, let's see, Coastal Living labeled it as their best, uh, beach game and base mm. beach gear for, for this year. And, uh, it's been a product of the year, a few different occasions with some different, uh, uh toy review, um, programs. And so I've, I've been, very delighted with with getting that that feedback too, and some of the feedback isn't always a hundred percent positive. I mean, there's there's things that are that are helpful to me, and that's what's important to anyone that has a product. I'll always listen to um, your consumer, and and not everything is a hundred percent correct that they bring in. Somebody might have an opinion. So if a hundred people have one opinion, and you get one kind of you know, oddball one, you're not going to make a adjustment to that oddball move. You've got to go with the, the majority here. Um, one one example I can, I can give you as feedback is people ask, well, your rollers game, you have a, a red and blue team, but when, do you have any other colors? Is there anything else out there? And so after I had so many emails in that regard, I said, well, I'm going to come out with two new colors. And so I started using my social media to get feedback from the people following me on social media to ask what's the, what two colors would they recommend. And so we kind of did a voting process, and people wanted yellow and green. So we came out with uh, yellow and green rollers. And recently I've been doing the exact same thing because people said, well, we'd like additional colors. Could you come out with purple or orange or pink or gray? And so... Uh, we're going to come out with a couple more colors, but we're still trying to tally up, uh, you know, what are what are the two uh, next colors we're going to take on. That's fantastic because you're you're just expanding an existing product. You're not going to have to come up with a whole new product. You're just expanding what you have. That's that's awesome. So as we wrap up the call for you know for anyone that's listening that maybe they've you know maybe they have their you know inventor book or and they've been scratching you know something like ah, I don't know. What, what what advice would you give them, or what advice would you give you when you were kind of starting to scratch something in your book? Well, here's the advice I can give. I, I personally, I'm the type of guy that wants to get everything done now. You know, I, I need <laughs> I need to do this, I need to do that, I need to get everything done now. And if you're that same personality, you need to be patient. And I know it's easier said than done. And I, 
it took a long time for me to be patient in how long it takes to develop a product, how long you know to develop your packaging, how long the media takes to put something in publication. Um, so you need to have patience. You need to, in my opinion, find a mentor that's within your area that you're going into. So if it's a service, if it's a, a product. So, you know, for example, if somebody has another outdoor game, um, you know, I, I would be somebody that would could help you out. If you're looking at somebody that's a board game uh, for indoors, I know somebody that does that. So it's it's good to to network with with folks. And I've seen a lot of almost every time I've ever asked for help from somebody, they're always willing to help, especially entrepreneurs and, and you know, even even larger companies. Usually it's hard to find the person in a larger company, but once you do, and I think, you know, through the, the services you provide, Melissa, with, with LinkedIn, that's a wonderful opportunity to, to network with other folks in, in your business. It's a good research tool, but also, a, you know, a networking tool to find a mentor. Oh, absolutely. And what about, you know, and unfortunately sometimes the military we seem to be more vulnerable to scams where they'll say, hey, you know, for this amount of money we can help you do this. So should people shy away from that stuff? What, what, what are your thoughts on that? I just think that people need to do their due diligence in regards to researching. Uh, I think what you're referencing are like uh, inventor assistance programs and things yeah. that people might be seeing on TV. So yep. I don't want to call anyone out right now in regards there. There are some that are not very good at all and do not provide you what you think you're going to get. But there are services that are out there that are free that I think that anyone that is wanting to invent something that you can find um, – there's a magazine called Inventors Digest, which has been wonderful. I subscribe to that. They have a website on there, inventorsdigest.com. And they have a tab on their website that has inventor uh, groups in all these different cities. You know, you're in uh, Northern California, and I believe yep. there's about um, five of them in California. I know there's a, a great one in Southern California. And... These these groups are just people getting together and um, what do you call them? It's almost like a mastermind group in a way, but people yeah, just get together and talk about, you know, inventing and they network. If somebody might have a, a skill set in one area, uh, they, they can, that's where they can find mentorship. So that's one area. Another is not necessarily inventing, but um, for businesses, the Small Business Administration, which is a FDA, big help. absolutely, yep. Yeah, phenomenal. So they've been a big help, as well as the SCORE office. If anyone's yeah, not yep. familiar with that, yep. our retired executives and businesses. Yeah, and so I, I've used that as well. So those are some, some great free resources out there. So don't get pulled into to any of these scams. And just because you see uh, George Foreman on the commercial doesn't necessarily mean that they're the best <laughs> one out there. Good. So best ways to get reach you is therollers.com. You're also, you're on Twitter, you're on Facebook. Um, it's, you know, if they contact you through the website, they either get you or your wife, right, on there. Yep, um, exactly. We've got, we've got some, I employ some uh, military spouses to help me out with uh, the social media. So you might run into 
to one of one of them on there. I also do. Uh, they also run some of my blogging that I have on Rollers.com. So we have nice. a bunch of various different topics that we we put in there. It's not necessarily always lawn games, but we try and you know put it into that realm. Um, but Rollers.com is the best way to get a hold of me. And um, you know, if there's a newsletter on there, and I just signed up for for yours, Melissa, and uh, and took a look at the the site, I'm gonna have to to uh, reach out to you at a later point and get some LinkedIn skills here because that's Absolutely. that's one of the things that I have not signed up for, which I which I definitely need to. So well, you have to yeah, get on my. I've got a webinar coming up, so you gotta good you got time to get on that definitely. So as we close up here, anything that you wanted to share, any. Anything, um, parting words? I just, if, if you have an idea, just educate yourself. You know, walk through the halls of a retailer if it's a product and uh, just think about it. But, you know, I can do it and I guarantee you can do that too. So it's, it's something that really anyone can do. I turned a, you know, a piece of wood into an outdoor lawn game and I sold, uh, probably over 40,000 units and selling hundreds of retailers. So I guarantee if I can do it. Absolutely. Matt Butler, thank you so much for your time. Matt Butler, active duty Air Force Lieutenant Colonel and inventor of rollers and you can check it out on rollers.com, R-O-L-L-O-R-S. Thank you so much, Matt. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Melissa. It was a blast. All right. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Melissa Washington Show. Branding, career transitioning, marketing, you name it, she's got you covered. Head on over to MelissaWashington.com to stay up to date and get access to past shows. We'll see you next time.